0: Do you feel like
1: you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of his promise to fly like an eagle? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich.
0: All right, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Eagles on the Hill. We want to encourage you to be searching for us on youtube and hit the subscribe button in the lower right hand corner or you can follow us wherever you listen to podcasts join together with us as we follow jesus and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle well in today's edition of the podcast we want to talk about a holiday that's coming up get you ready for a holiday did you know a holiday was coming that holiday is halloween and it is a major uh, money-making holiday here in the united states lots of people have lots of fun with halloween Uh, Of course, there's also some demonic things that happen on Halloween as well. And so we want to take a look at that from a Christian perspective. When I was growing up, we celebrated Halloween. We went door to door and got as much candy as we could. I traded out uh, candy with my little sisters, tried to get all the good candy they had and get rid of all the stuff that I didn't like, give it to them. Sometimes we made good trades. Sometimes we didn't. I'm sure I didn't always treat them the best. But anyway, I do remember one Halloween, my babysitter came over before Halloween and helped me make my costume. We got this box that I could fit inside of and uh, we painted the outside. And I went around uh, for Halloween that year as a Winston cigarette carton, a carton of Winston cigarettes. We had the foil on top of the carton the whole bit. Worked out great because it rained that year, and so the foil kept the rain off of me and I had a great time trick-or-treating as a carton of Winston cigarettes. I'm not sure that that my parents really appreciated that very much. I'm not sure if that person ever babysat me again. But anyway, uh, that's my memory of Halloween as a kid growing up. So uh, we want to take a look at um, the origins of Halloween because, as we kind of noted earlier, lots of fun associated with Halloween, but it's also a very uh, serious holiday in the sense that its origins are not Christian at all. Its origins are satanic, are pagan, and we want to be cognizant of that as we uh, go through this holiday of Halloween. So let's take a look and uh, listen to where Halloween came from. Check it out.
1: Dark. Tribes of Celtic farmers believed there was one day a year where the season of life meets the season of death, when malevolent spirits could rise from their graves and walk amongst the living. It was Celtic Ireland, BC, and that day was called Samhain, the Celtic word for summer's end. On a day when so many spirits lurked, Druid priests tried to foretell whether their villages would survive the winter. Ordinary Celts lit great bonfires and disguised themselves to repel and confuse the spirits. In the eighth century, in a likely attempt to distract the Celts from their pagan practice, Pope Gregory III established All Hallows' Day, a day honoring all saints, known and unknown, on November 1st. Europeans accepted the new holiday but saw no reason not to enjoy their traditional rituals as well, and soon, Samhain became known as All Hallows' Eve. From there, it was a short walk to the name we all know today, Halloween. Predictably, such a heathen tradition was of no interest to America's first Puritans, and so it, like Europe, was left behind. Until the mid-19th century, when a potato famine drove over a million starving Irish and their folklore across the Atlantic and into America's port cities. An ocean from home and immersed in a cultural melting pot, their traditions began to change. The roaring bonfires shrank to lanterns carved from gourds, the first jack-o'-lanterns, and the Celts' demonic disguises became the sinister costumes of modern-day Halloween. The origins of trick-or-treating remain unclear. It is believed to have stemmed from a custom known as souling, in which the poor went from home to home and prayed for the souls of each family's dead in exchange for small cakes to eat. By the early part of the 20th century, Halloween was gaining a foothold as an American institution. Mass-produced Halloween costumes became commonplace, making Halloween one of the most profitable holidays on the calendar earning retailers billions of dollars. Halloween's appeal transcends age, delighting both children, and yes, even adults alike. It's a day to step into costume, gorge on sweets, throw ghoulish galas, and scare ourselves silly. The truth is frightfully clear. Not even a silver bullet could stop Halloween now.
0: All right, well there you have it, the history of Halloween. And um, of course, it started out as that video talks about as a satanic, as a pagan practice. So, we as Christians, as we celebrate Halloween, some Christians won't celebrate Halloween because of that. But for those who do celebrate Halloween, we need to keep that in mind <clears throat> that the origins of this holiday were uh, satanic, were pagan, uh, glorifying uh, things that are evil. And we want to be careful with that. We want to not give the impression as we celebrate Halloween that the devil is someone just to mess around with. Scripture talks uh, in numerous places about how we need to be cautious, uh, beware of the devil and his power and strength. Let's take a look at a couple of those verses. First from 1 Peter chapter 5. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Serious stuff. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kinds of sufferings. Then in James chapter 4, verse 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And finally, Ephesians chapter 6, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. So those and other verses in Scripture encourage us to take Satan very seriously. So how does that affect us as Christians as we go through this holiday, October 31st? I think it affects us in terms of the costuming we choose, the type of parties we have, the type of the way we talk about Halloween, that we not, as we celebrate Halloween, lose our witness to the fact that Satan is real, that the devil is not someone to mess around with, that he is a real being intent on evil out to destroy us us. Jesus is stronger. We don't have to fear Satan when we're trusting in Jesus, but nevertheless, we want to make sure we don't celebrate Halloween in a way that would give the impression that either the devil is not real or he's not someone to be feared, that he's someone we can play around with. We need to be careful with that as Christians, and that might affect our costuming, the way we party, uh, those sorts of things. Now, October 31st is also an important day, For us as Lutheran Christians, as Protestant Christians, because October 31st, 1517, is considered to be the beginning of the Reformation, the start of the Reformation. Martin Luther lived in Germany at that time, was a doctor of theology, uh, lived in Wittenberg, Germany, and uh, posted 95 theses for debate on the church door in Wittenberg. He nailed those things to the door uh, with a desire to debate them at the university. Now, we want to encourage you not to be nailing things to the church door if you've got something to say. Um, come talk to the person you want to say it to, or if it's something nice, you can certainly put it on social media. But let's take a look at—I just picked out five of those 95 theses to give you an example of some of the uh, things that Luther was saying back in the day. Thesis number one, when our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, repent, he intended that the entire life of believers should be repentance. Now, this was an issue for the Roman Catholic Church at the time, and still is today, because they had the Latin translation of Scripture for the most part. And the Latin word for repent was translated by a word that meant go and do penance. Do penance. And so you just did penance. That was what repentance meant. The Greek original word for repent was to turn around 180 degrees and go the other way. And so Martin Luther says here that uh, this call to repentance in the Scripture is not a call to do penance one-and-done kind of thing, and then you do more penance. But it's the entire life of believers should be one of turning around, forsaking sin, and going the other way. So powerful thesis number one. Thesis number two. Uh, They preach man-made doctrines who say that it's as soon as the coin jingles into the money box, the soul flies out of purgatory. The Roman Catholic Church was raising money, selling indulgences, and the indulgences basically said— that your loved one would experience less time in purgatory, this, well, it's not in Scripture, but this made-up place between earth and eternal life with God, where you would go to pay for your sins. And we could spring this person out of purgatory by paying money to the church. So, Thesis 27 was about that. Thesis 50, Christians are to be taught that if the Pope knew the exactions of the indulgence preachers, he would rather that St. Peter's Church in Rome should go to ashes than that it should be built up with the skin, flesh, and bones of his sheep. Wow. You can imagine how that went over with the Pope. Not too good. You can imagine how it went over with the people of Germany. That was pretty awesome. Luther became their hero. So a lot of the Reformation was actually driven on the part of the of the peasants uh, by a financial uh, reasons rather than theological reasons that Luther had in mind. Thesis 62, the true treasure of the church is the most holy gospel of the glory and grace of God. So the treasure of the church was not found in the uh, good works of the saints, but rather the treasure of the church is in the grace of God dispensed freely by Jesus' death on the cross. So Luther was really uh, coming out against all of the um, the preachers of the day, the Roman Catholic Church of that day. And finally, I love this one. Why does not the Pope, whose wealth is today greater than the wealth of the richest crashes, built this one basilica of St. Peter with his own money, rather than with the money of the poor believers? Down to Italy, down to Rome to build St. Peter's Basilica, and Luther came out against that strongly believing that God's grace should be dispensed freely that was what the reformation was all about of course the pope did not take too kindly to this idea that he uh, that Luther was saying he should not be collecting money from the rest of the people part of the roman catholic church up in germany the german peasants on the other hand loved Luther because uh, he told them they could keep their money put it in their pockets and not send it to rome to build st peter's uh, that was uh, quite an interesting time in the life of the church and the life of the uh german empire Uh, actually uh, very challenging times uh in the roman uh, the uh the german empire at that time the holy roman empire as it was called and um, you could find out more about that by the way encourage you to watch a movie called luther it is uh you can rent it on amazon prime encourage you to watch that movie um it really details the life of Martin Luther, specifically around that time of 1517, and how the Reformation got started. That sounds like dry history, but it's actually a great, wonderful, powerful movie that uh, describes the history of the Protestant church. Uh, The end of the movie talks about how 540 million people have been affected by those teachings of Luther now as part of the Protestant churches around the world. So, powerful Uh, life-changing person, Martin Luther, and how God worked through him. So that's something else to celebrate as you celebrate Halloween, to remember October 31st is also Reformation Day. Well, that's what we got for you on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to write us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's all one word, eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this podcast. Give us some ideas on topics you'd like us to talk about as we continue to have this dialogue together. Remember the promise of Scripture in Isaiah, uh, chapter 40, that those who hope in the Lord will fly on wings like eagles. And we pray uh, God's uh, fulfillment of that promise in your life, as he is always faithful to do. Thanks for joining us on the podcast.